Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, you are listening to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films we think are underrated, underseen, or we just wanted to talk about them. Uh, I'm Josh Hallam, and I'm joined as ever by the lovely Alice Oliver. How are oh, you, Alice? Lovely. A real emphasis on the word lovely there I'm as well. Northern. It gets more Everyone's flattering lovely. every week, listeners. <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, Josh. How are you? How are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, so, we are joined by another fantastic guest, Alice. Another one. We are We're, so lucky. We are. We're, so podcast, we are. We're we? very lucky. We are joined by the wonderful Athena Kablenu. How are you, Athena? Um, I'm very well, thank you. Are they all fantastic, though, really? Like, no. Do, they, uh, do well. some st- they start off fantastic, and by the end, you're like, oh, we'll have to edit the fantastic bit out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they were rubbish. Rubbish. I was trying to think who wasn't fantastic. There's loads of them. Loads, loads all, of them. All of them, times. really. No, none, of, none of them ever come back to us and listen, so you're all rubbish, except for Athena. Flesh. That's right. That's right. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we are of course very excited to have you on. We always like to throw in guest episodes. We usually do about one a month, don't we, Alice? And uh, mm-hmm. it's one of the real joys I think of this podcast is chatting to people about films because everyone always responds with like, a, "Oh yeah, I've got something," and mm. um, it, it never really gets old for me. That I, 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 that's one of the things I really enjoy about oh, doing yeah. this. Um, Everyone's got their film, the one that they think, "Why the hell does nobody like this?" or "Why has nobody heard of this?" And it's always just great to have those conversations. Good thing we like films, eh, Josh? It is a good thing we like films. Otherwise, why have we done over 100 episodes of this? Um, Indeed. <laughs> um, so, we always start with a completely random question to get things moving. So, I'll come to you first, Alice. So, this one, oh. I, put the, I put it out on Twitter and Instagram oh. for, our, for our listeners to ask the questions. Oh, got a lot, despite a the listener fact, suggestion question. Yeah, Very so, nice. So, despite the fact that I said not film-related... Got about five film ones, so that was useful. Uh, um, oh, people are thick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that out. Hang on. Athena says people, people are, thick. are thick. There's no point denying it. Like, we're all a bit dense. Like, sometimes I think, my goodness. A lot of people are, do you really think The Godfather is the great... I can't... That's not a random yeah. question to start a podcast yeah, with. Yeah. Um, but this is, and this is from The Doc on Twitter, and he said, what are the five must-haves on a full English or Alice Welsh <laughs> breakfast... Um, <laughs> they are two very different things. They are um, five things. Go on, sorry. So, so I'll come to you first, Alice. What would you say? So, so Alice, are you still vegan or are you veggie or what are you this week? I can't remember. I'm veggie, veggie, veggie at the moment. moment. Right, okay. So, so is is toast a given or so, does yeah, toast so, have so to be one of the five? Let's, let's put that to the panel because I feel like toast is a bit like tea, like it's there, it should be there. Yeah. But some people would say, not would you say, Athena? I think if it's if you're eating it, it's part of the breakfast. Um, you right, know, it okay. doesn't it's, it's it doesn't count because it's not on the plate. No, no, no. It's if you're eating it, it's part so of the breakfast. One. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, how many right. sides you're gonna have? Like, it's crazy, yeah. man. Do yeah. chips count? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Does halloumi count? <laughs> no, you're right. Good. Exactly. Keep keeping us on the straight and narrow. We're it's, not gonna get too crazy. Well, salt, here. Right, salt doesn't count, right? Because that's like no steak, condiments. That's condiments and seasoning <laughs> are additional. It's like Weatherspoons. When you go and you get your food, you can get all your condiments. Like that's the best part, really. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Unless you're oh. in a big weather spoons and you sit down and go, oh, fuck's sake. Oh, you've got to go yeah. to the... It's all, oh, and it's always the by the toilets about three yeah. miles away. I'll see, you, yeah. I'll see you in 45 minutes, everybody. Um, always dead sticky as well. So, um, All right. So Okay, so toast doesn't count. All right, so I'm going to ignore the toast then. I'm going to go to toastless. So the five things would be hash browns, eggs, beans, spinach, and mushroom. I hate beans. As I've said this before, I've said before, you can't do stand hate baked beans. beans don't Ketchup you? and beans, which I know are big for a lot of people on a full English breakfast. I don't know why. You know, like if anything, if you ever have a food, like if it touches your other food when it comes by mistake, you're like, I, I feel like I can't have this now. 
I don't, so I don't really care about that. Like I, just I mash it all together. It. You know, just I'm disgusting it. me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just a big milkshake, just all yeah. in one. Yeah, blend it all. <laughs> um, so what was I that? I remember then? actually. So you said, I remember oh, actually, Josh. Wasn't there a story about you were so desperate to not have <laughs> beans brought to you on your thank plate you in your for, restaurant? I, thank you that for you this said. Up. You were allergic. I did. I did. So then the was, people um, in the restaurant had to be like, "Oh, I, I we think can't it give was, you anything." I think it was in between <laughs> one of the lockdowns when restaurants right. reopened, and you could go in. It might not have been. I feel Can like I just it was, ask a question? Though. What restaurant were you in? Were you ordering beans? I've never gone so, to. No, a so, so, was so we went to. We went for breakfast. The, right. It's the reverse. So we went to a Bills for breakfast. Oh, right, the breakfast. Yeah, right, and, and right, I ordered it. Bacon, eggs, and a full English. And I said to them, but I, so I have a big thing where I feel like if you say, but no beans, please, they just don't listen and go, you it can just, beans, it yeah. can just scrape them off. Fuck this guy. She said a bean could kill me. Yeah. I went, I can't, I can't have beans. I'm allergic to them. And the waitress went, I can't serve you then. Yeah. And I went, what? And she went, and it was something to do with, because my partner was working for a company at the time that did training courses for, for like restaurants and stuff. And she said, yeah, there's some new legislation where if you say you're allergic and they didn't know before you went or something like that, that they can't serve you. Mm, um, cross-contamination, so, man. So I had to prop her with my tail between my legs go, I'm not, I'm not allergic, uh, I'm not allergic <laughs> to beans. I'm just really so fussy. Funny. So funny. <laughs> and she looks at me okay like... to be fussy. Oh, yeah, but not if you, not if you lie. <laughs> like, just tell but the you truth. you know what? You owned up to it. And you told the truth in the end, And she, and she and did that, serve me. She didn't listeners. kick me. I haven't been back. <laughs> no, never. Never go back to Bill's. But that is a good moral to the story. Anyway, I digressed a little bit just because of that funny story that I just had to share with everyone. Josh, what is yours? I've got a feeling this is going to be meat heavy. Yeah, and, you know, I sound, I sound like such a stereotype of a English northern bloke. Well, yeah. bacon, obviously, <laughs> with everything. Um, bacon, egg of some kind, poached or fried, happy with mm -hmm. either. Mm. Sausage, black pudding, hash brown. Yeah, because I can I can do it without the toast. If you do it properly, you don't need the toast, and it always goes cold. Mm. Or you eat it first, mm -hmm. depending on what you think. What about you, Athena? So I feel like the person who asked that question knows me because I'm on record as saying the English breakfast is just nonsensical. It's just, <laughs> it's literally just pig, 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 pig. Who eats, why are we eating this at breakfast? Like, have you ever just stopped to look at a plate of English <laughs> breakfast food and just look at it? Like, why are we eating this? The variations of pig on, it's just, that's what makes me laugh the most. So I am on record of, on, on, on saying and um, on having this opinion, but um, I still have to have cooked food in the morning because mm. that is the law, um, I believe. So I am, and I am a vegan, sadly, ah. um, full of regret, but yet I persist. But moral. Um, yeah. So I put a little bit of just my, 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 um, on, on, on my thing. First thing, fried plantain. Oh, essential. Yeah, okay. Amazing. Essential. Now I used to have scrambled egg and I would ordinarily say it should be scrambled egg because any other egg is too greasy and sloppy. Mm. However, you can scramble tofu, just put a bit of soy yeah. sauce, yes. salt and turmeric to turn it yellow. And it's not, it's not bad guys actually. Mm -hmm. um, so don't knock it till you tried it. So I would replace it with scrambled tofu. I'm with you with the spinach. So what I do is I steam my spinach and mushrooms together. Um, mm. Cause oh. it's just like, and then when you steam the mushrooms, obviously, there's loads of water so you, you know you just literally put them in a steamer and just let the water drain down they do like the spinach and the water drains down it's not so like mushy um, so I've got spinach mushrooms tofu fried plantain and of course two triangle cut must be triangle <laughs> don't give me cooked breakfast with square toast yeah, like some none of this square some um, <laughs> peasant no I want triangle cut brown bread and I don't have time for people it's very important that white bread for me sort of tastes quite chemically Mm -hmm. It tastes chemically, yeah. isn't it? Like you get to you get to a point in your life when you just have to say, you know what? It's it's got to be brown bread, really. It doesn't have to be granary. Mm. I'm not I'm not you know I'm not up myself. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm chill. I'm pretty exactly. chill. Yeah. Like, any granny brown bread's fine. Yeah. Not, any it yeah. could be a king's meal. I'm not fussy. Um, but yeah, that's that would be. I hope so. That would be fine. And if you know you know the purists out there are going, what is this? There's no meat on that. I will swap out 
for the purist, I would swap out the spinach for a good veggie sausage. Uh, yeah. Cauldron do a lovely vegan sausage. Mm. Yeah, um, so that's nice. for the people who are about to. I'm going to tweet that this. <laughs> don't. <laughs> So my my partner, my other half's a veggie, and she um, she does the scrambled tofu, and she makes a big batch of it like on a Sunday and freezes it for a breakfast through the week. So she does mm. like she has it with like really garlicky cherry tomatoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, it's very yeah. flavorless. So you, oh, yeah. when you but that's yeah. good because it means you can have really strong stuff with it. Yeah. it's nice, mm. man. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. I love tofu. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I you know we joke about me liking meat, but I eat a lot of veggie stuff, and and some of it is. Is, you'll you know, just eat whatever's put in front of you, Josh. <laughs> I'm, the cook, I'm the cooking house. <laughs> um, but no, I um, I love, I like a lot of veggie stuff because you know what? And we, I think me and Alice, we've talked about this before. You have to put more effort in, like because yeah. you have to actually think about it. Whereas I think a lot of th- people just go, "Oh, the meat will do it for whatever." But I think a lot of veggie stuff, it's like you have to think about it, and so it ends up better. Yeah, mm. but what I would, what, I think that's a cultural thing because I'm of Indian, Ghanaian, and West African heritage. In many ways, it's kind of like br- British and European cuisine is very meat and veg. Mm. So when you take out the meat, there's only veg left, and it's like, oh, mm. that's, I, can't live, <laughs> I can't live off that. Whereas I come from cultures where we do lots of curries and stews yeah. and like really thick soups and stuff. So when you take the meat out, there's still a lot of substance there, mm. especially particularly being Indian. Like mm. Indian, I mean, what's the you, you go to an Indian restaurant, the meat is second it's not the star of the show ever it very mm. rarely is so i think that's also um you know a bit of privilege i have in my case because i've got all these kind of like you know i've got all these sort of all this food culture in me though i don't like you know i was brought up in dal you know, wow. <laughs> you know i was having dal for dinner when i was as a three-year-old so it, it's, a little, it's a little easier for me so i'm very sympathetic actually to people who, who who turn to vegetarian veganism but they don't come from necessarily like a culture that, that you know meat is the star do you know mm. what I mean? It's it's the it's the Britain's Got Talent, and the winner is a pork chop. Like that's <laughs> that's, the, that's European cuisine in a nutshell. It's, mm. just, it's a very meat based culture, so it's hard to get out of it. But once you like like you said, once you force yourself to like relearn food, it's actually all right. It's all right, man. Come join us. Come so join do us. you do you go like hot? Hot, spicy. Uh, yeah, I do. I do have quite hot food. And my, my, uh, my daughter is constantly going, it's too spicy. It's too yeah. spicy. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I, gave, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, cook with, with your, your toddler. You can't eat this. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is not for your yeah, taste buds. I do I'm eat so quite, sorry. My food is quite hot. Yeah, my partner does spend a lot of time sweating. There's a, we have a, we have a, we've got a flannel. Uh, but yeah, that is, a, that is a, a, a gift and a curse, I think, of my upbringing. Okay, so we'll move on then to talking about this week's film, which is Clockwise from 1986. Spoiler warning if you've not seen a film from 1986. (laughs) Um, If you haven't seen it before, as I hadn't seen it before, then basically a little rundown of the plot. So John Cleese plays a very uptight headmaster of a school. He's turned the school around. He's done a really good job of being headmaster of the school. So much so he's been asked to be the head of the headmaster's union, which is, I think he would, in the plot of the film, he would be the first person from a state-run school to do that role and he's on his way to Norwich to chair this meeting with all these other uppity posh school uh, headmasters and essentially everything goes wrong for him (laughs) it turns into a big farce and a road trip and all that at the same time and that's what it's about really I don't think we need to go into it any further now Athena obviously you came on to pick this um why did you pick it other than the fact that we asked to come on and pick a film um I I I um I thought I was trying to think of a film that I like that no one else likes but um and I was going to do Matrix Revolutions because I think everyone told me it was a terrible don't, film don't yeah. watch it don't watch it don't watch it then I saw it on Sky and I thought well, it's not I mean it's it's flawed but it's better yeah. than the last one which was which, which was dog shit the, fo- um, yeah. the, the fourth one that came out at yeah. Christmas yeah. yeah but then I thought even more and I thought you know what there's this one film that I see on TV like literally on it's one of those channel free movies that is on yeah. telly and it's this film and I don't think I've ever actually said out loud that I think this film is hilarious like, even though I know <laughs> I even though I know when I see it on the listings I'm like oh I got I got to catch this you know whatever part of the movie is on whilst it's on I always think you know it's one if it's on and I and I got the time I will sit in myself down in front of it and I've never out loud said I think Clockwise is really funny and I don't know I didn't know if people had heard of it I didn't know if it was a famous film I know I knew nothing about this film other than the fact that it's on 
at Christmas, normally on ITV2, probably now on ITV4. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's got that sort of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's got, it's very, and it, I think it's one of those films that on the surface, because things have changed so much in terms of our, I guess, what we can call our political dialogue and particularly John mm. Cleese, mm. it's not, he's not the man we used to know, um, <laughs> is he? He's not the man we used to know and love. Uh, so people might have either decided to stop thinking about this film or maybe wouldn't visit it because they'll be mm. like it looks ghastly but it's mm. on you know if you just saw a screenshot of it you'd think oh my god what is this mm. you know confessions of a diet confessions of a window cleaner style yeah. movie it's like that um but it's really funny so i kind of wanted to talk about it because i don't think you can deny i always say some when it comes to comedy comedy is comedy it's undeniable if it's good you know and mm. i will stand up for this film and say it's actually undeniable it's very very funny. I don't know what you thought of it, but it makes me laugh so much. <laughs> yes. So, so I'll, 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 I'll throw my cards down the table early. First things first, I'd never even heard of this film. Um, and, and I, and I did really enjoy it because I, I, I'm a, I'm quite a big Monty Python fan. So, so that was the first, so watching Monty Python was the first time I remember really getting into comedy and loving comedy. And then from there, you know, you get into other things and more diverse things and all that sort of stuff. But so obviously I do like John Cleese and, and all the, they all went off and did their own thing afterwards. But I'd never heard of this, which is funny because it's just before A Fish Called Wanda was made, which I know, which I know he, he wrote. But what about you, Alice? Had, had you seen this before? Had you heard of it? No, hadn't seen it. Hadn't heard of it. Um, is that the first time this has happened? What, for both of us? Yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I just feel old. <laughs> it's not because I've got an elite film knowledge. I'm just an old woman. And this is some old woman film from the know, 80s. Maybe the, the Beast, maybe, Josh? Oh, yeah. We had, had a a, we had a list of suggestions, didn't we, for a film that made like a quid at the box office and we'd never heard yeah. of it. So did you pick this one because you think it's underrated or underseen or a bit of both? I don't know. Because, <laughs> I, because I've never spoken, I genuinely have never said out loud that I think this one's hilarious. I don't know if people have heard of it because I've never said, have you seen Clockwise? And had people say, yes, I have, no, I haven't. And I don't know mm -hmm. if it's underrated because I've only ever seen it on telly. So mm. I don't, but I do know that it never comes up in film conversations because I like my movies as, as it happens. And I've, it's never really come up. I've never seen it in a best of British list. When people talk about, I don't know the actors that are in it apart from John Cleese. And people talk about him and his back catalogue. They, you know, they mentioned a fish called Wonder and obviously mm, like mm. all the Monty Python movies. They never mentioned this. And it was only on reflection that I thought, I wonder if this is a, a kind of a, a hidden gem that probably, mm. I, I would find it hard to believe that a film made like that of that time wasn't critically acclaimed. I don't know yeah. if it was or wasn't. Well, I think, I th interesting. I, I think that's interesting at the point you raised there because essentially I think what you're saying is it, it could be both. It could be underseen and underrated. Mm. Um, based on that, so yeah, I mean, I can't believe I can't believe there was a John Cleese film I hadn't heard of. Not that I'm not like a number one John Cleese fan, but I do really like Monty Python. So you've never seen it before, Alice. What? So so let's let's get stuck into it, Alice. What did you think? What did you like about it? So I mean, I thought it was pretty funny to mm. be honest. I felt like the the gags throughout and the whole farce elements. I thought they were really well put together. I thought that I thought that the story unfolded really well. Like for me, the big because at the beginning. You, you're not 100% sure where it's going to go, right? Mm. So I didn't know anything about, is it going to be, you know, is it like a social drama? Is it about helping these kids? Is it about privilege? <laughs> like, what is this about? And then it's the moment when John Cleese's wife sees him at the petrol station <laughs> with that younger girl and they're driving to Norwich that I was like, ah, this is what it's about. So then you've just got this wonderful thread, these wonderful threads of narrative of misunderstanding that just go on throughout the film that I just thought were all really funny and just really well crafted and put together. It's similar for me. A, a lot, a few of the British films that we've done, when I think about things like Submarine or mm. Happy Go Lucky, mm. it's a really, really simple concept, but executed in a really brilliant way. Mm. And I felt the same with this. Um, I thought the score was brilliant as well. Now, yeah, I've I been that. slagging off a lot of the scores of the films we've been doing recently. You know, they're either just, they're too emotive or they're too sort of guiding and they just do my head in. But this one, it really joined up the scenes together quite nicely. And there would be like, they were quite sort of familiar and constant motifs, but it would change depending on the situation. And it felt like just a lot of work had gone into the score. <laughs> like you could imagine like them really kind of sitting down and composing and getting like a proper orchestra and just sort it, it of wasn't, doing it. It wasn't your bog standard 80s comedy score. You know, you got like the... No, it wasn't. 
Uh. Like that's like, like, <laughs> like yeah, Benny Hill kind of. Yeah, like of, this yeah. is a comedy. You know, it's a comedy. It's funny you mentioned that because I'd never considered that. Do you mean you know? Do you like curb your enthusiasm? Yeah. So yeah, what's really like good it. is like at the end of every every or every stage you get that do 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 do, and it's always <laughs> oh, so music, appropriate yes. for yeah. it. Just captures that you're a dickhead, Larry. You know, do 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 do, and it's very much a little flavor of what that film is like. It just yeah. captures the energy of this really chaotic man who's fundamentally an idiot and all this stuff is happening and it's none of its fault. None of it is his fault, by the way. But at the same time, it's his fault because he's an idiot and it's just yeah. really lovely. It was a real, as well, who's who of like kind of old forgotten British actors. So like you had the dad from the Queen's Nose in there. No. I don't know if that means anything. Really? Yeah, yeah, so that was, was the 50p pence and you rubbed the Queen's nose. Yeah, so what? he was the one that the the student was having the affair with. Oh, so the music, music teacher. teacher. So I see him. I see him and I was like, have I know this guy. Him I, have from to, somewhere? I have to dig deep into my brain to find out who this guy is. And I was like, is that the dad from Queen's nose? <laughs> it's like, don't know how I got that. Jim from EastEnders is in yeah, it. Yeah, Jim um, Brannan from EastEnders. Laura's, Laura's mum, who I thought was brilliant in this and so so funny she was someone but i can't remember who and then the woman who plays the woman on the bench in afterlife is also oh, penelope in it. wilton yeah yes yes yeah, she oh, is in it she's I've very very afterlife. she's very very young in it yeah yeah but, so like every yeah. 10 minutes i was like i know that person i know that person yeah. i know that person yeah i still I think of her as sean's mum life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I only, think, yeah. I only think of Penelope Wilton as Sean's mom yeah. from Sean and the Oh, band. yeah, definitely. Well, that's what Ollie <laughs> said, first of all. And I was like, nah, she's from something else as well, man, I'm telling yeah. you. Alison Steadman in there as well. Who, uh, Gav, so Gavin's mum from Gavin and Stacey, who's also in oh, Shirley Val Valentine, is in this. Oh, she's yeah. very She's very young, but yeah, she's in of it. Of course. And she was brilliant as well. Yeah. I actually thought it was it was quite a nice sort of a low-key British ensemble. Yeah, and a lot of women. A lot of them playing yeah. very stereotypical roles. They're yeah, all, yeah, the they're wife. All having it off with someone or <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mistress. Old ladies or with mom. dementia. Naughty students. Yeah. Three, 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 three old ladies. Yeah. Very <laughs> of it, like I said, it's very of its time. Please don't mm. watch this if you, if you want to cancel shit. Like it is... It was. It's a movie yeah. made by a bunch of British people in 1986. Okay, it's not gonna. It's. I think it fails the Bechdel test all day long. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, god, yeah. But, yeah. But just let's think about it as comedy writers, guys. Let's look at the script <laughs> and the and the escalation and uh, the comedic arc and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, half, certainly. Yeah. The story uh, development and how the narrative <laughs> unfolds definitely. Yes. So one of my favorite things about this was just seeing things that are kind of iconically 80s 
but mixed in with things that are still around today. So it was like a really weird mix of obviously all the vehicles were very 80s, all the hairstyles, all the costumes, but the buildings and all that look exactly the same. Like the road signs all look exactly mm. the same. The hospital signs, because they go to a hospital. And I was like, all those signs just look exactly like hospital signs do now. And I was like, how has this not fucking changed in 40 years? <laughs> how have we not updated the hospital that's a, signs? This, that school looks like my school. Like every yeah, depressing yeah. grey British school you think. I, yeah, it could be anywhere. Exactly. Like, and that true. just kind of evoked a really interesting feeling. Kind of like a weird sort of nostalgia, but like <laughs> yeah. not really. Yeah, it's like it was watching weird, an old, it's like when, when they show like old soaps. You know, it's like 100 yeah. greatest TV moments and it's Den, Angie Divorce in Den and you're like, sort of looks like that. Sort of yeah. looks a little yeah. bit like that, doesn't Definitely. it? Definitely. Yeah. But that's the beauty of shooting on location. Like, yeah. I think that was all a location shoot, um, as, as would have been the case with a lot of movies back in the day. And that brings it to life a little bit, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah, it gives it oh, a yeah, definitely colour. adds adds that realism. Very, very sort of Britishy, kind of almost quite gritty realism. Uh, what about you, Josh? What were what were some of your favourite things yeah. about the film? So, so uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it overall. I mean, like to expand on what you both said a little bit, it's a simple idea done really well. It's essentially a farce. You know, this could be a play. A man is trying to get from A to B, and things go wrong, and that's it. Um, spin like like you said, Alice. It spins quite a few plotline plates really well, and they do a lot of good stuff about misunderstandings. So you know, his wife sees him with a student in the car. He's he's asked the student to take him to Norwich. She automatically assumes he's there having an affair, so goes after them. And it's this thing of they all converge in the same location at one time, and things just go wrong. Everything goes wrong. Everyone loses their heads. As it did remind me of like of of classic farce and and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's quite absurd as well in places. I quite enjoy that uh, it's a little bit cartoony so like i said then not only do you have um her misunderstanding that he might be having an affair but you have this idea of like there's bits where characters are going in doors as other characters come out of other doors it's like watching scooby-doo you know where the way characters just if you ever see a farce on stage that's what it's like you do get you know a lot of hello vicar trousers down one out of one room someone falls out of a wardrobe you know it's all very very specifically directed like it's really difficult to direct this sort of thing and and you've got to get your timings right the and timing. i think and, and i the think timing. and i think that they mm -hmm. did that um john cleese is really good in this i think he does elevate it with his performance i am as i said i am a, a python fan so he is the best at doing repressed repressed snobby mm. english bloke with a stick up his ass brought down a peg or two then deteriorating into flustered madness i mean it's not far from basil faulty in this film let, let's let's mm -hmm. be honest but you love to see it and the fact that he's so repressed and tall and gangly and stiff makes it all the funnier when he's given quite a good sort of physical performance in places. And as he deteriorates, you know, he looks madder and madder. He goes from wearing a suit and tie to a monk's garment to, you know, all sorts <laughs> as it goes on. And, 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 and he pulls it off really, really well, I think. And like you said, Alice, the, the supporting cast, particularly Alice and Stebbin, I thought were really good. I mean, it's nice to see her in something because I've not seen her in much when she's younger. I've only really seen her in... Um, Shirley Valentine, and then later on, obviously, she did Gavin and Stacey. She's just done a, a show with Catherine Parkinson and Jim Howick, which I can't remember what it's called, but it's on iPlayer now. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it's just a simple idea done really well. Man tries to get from A to B, and shit goes wrong, and he just loses his mind. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. So, so Athena, what, what, what is it you particularly like about this film when you have watched it? Can you, because obviously you've never said it out loud before, so can you put your <laughs> finger on it, or is it one of those things of like, I just do, I just like it? It, it was laugh out loud funny so I yeah. guess I'm not a big laugh out loud person so right. anything that makes me laugh out loud is very precious to me um, so like Father Ted makes me laugh out loud yeah. now I think mm. about everything that makes me laugh out loud is written by problematic people um, <laughs> so it's kind of like what I need to I, I need to think about my <laughs> deep seated <laughs> prejudices um, but yeah I think or maybe being problematic is the curse of being very funny. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it's a laugh out loud movie. That's why I always watch it. Mm. Um, I love fast. I, I don't know if you're familiar with a book called Three Men on a Boat. Yeah, but that's sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, it's just that's just bloody hilarious, isn't it? And yeah. I think it's one of those things that people will think they won't find it funny. I've given, I've literally bought copies of that book for so many people, and I'm like, you're not going to like this, but I fucking swear to you, you're going to love it. And that's there's fast is. When we we talk, don't want to get too deep about it here, but we talk a lot about British culture. You know what is British culture? And let's face it, if you saw the bloody parade, we don't know what it is. It's just, 
did you, I, just, I was like, is this a fever dream? Because there's some really, it's like, it's like the scene from Dumbo where he sees like, where he's hallucinating. I'm just like, what, Cliff, what's British culture? Okay, get Cliff Richard out. Like, is it really? Um, but fast, if we really want to interrogate what British people do that other people can't really do, fast is very British. Um, it's a British sensibility. And I think uh, like Mr. Bean, for example, yeah. is like our mm. biggest, and uh, The Office, our biggest exports are kind of farcical things. Uh, Mrs. Bouquet, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god. Keep up appearances. Keep up appearances, yeah. Yeah, one of the best sitcoms ever made. I always say this, and when I say it to people, they go, Yes, you're right, Athena. Um, because uh I'm always right, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right, but, no, I yeah, You are right, actually, but, Athena. Uh, uh, so this is like my kind of people. Um, but you, um, but yeah, so it's farcical. So it makes me, out laugh, makes me laugh out loud. I think there's a good argument for, for thinking about fast as being fundamentally British and something that we do really well. As a, and as I've gotten older and I've gotten into comedy writing as, as a job, it's a really great example of all the, things you, all the things you need to do to make something inevitably funny. It's inevitable if you, make your, if you take someone and just make his predicament worse and worse and worse and worse, worse until they're in a field naked with a monk and a woman trying to seduce <laughs> the monk to get it. It's trying to seduce that. Sorry, it's not the mock. He's dressed as one, isn't he? Yeah. And he's got, <laughs> yeah. and he's got to try and get this guy's kit off because he needs a suit. I mean, how do you go from I'm I'm late for a meeting to I'm in a field, I'm in the woods with a woman that I'm not supposed to be with, but we're going to seduce the guy. I mean, it's 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 just like, it's, yeah. it's, just, but it's that's, just like that's assault, guys. It's all that's unraveling, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's assault. If you try to get someone's clothes by by seducing them, that's yeah. uh, and then he gets his clothes and all that stuff. So it's that yeah, that unraveling is is lovely. It's what I aim for as a writer, I think. And I'm not even, I'm not, I'm nowhere near writing a film as elaborate in its um, escalation as, as clockwise. Uh, remake, so I, I, we could remake it. We could, uh, we could, could do uh, it. You, you can't remake it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's of its time, um, but it, it's certainly in spirit, the idea of, a, but what, thinking about it deeper, it works really well because a character, because this character, even though he is the Faulty Towers character, it's mm. fundamentally a man who's trying to escape his childhood because we learn in his childhood, he was this really scatty guy mm. and he's become this head teacher who's really defensive about working in a comprehensive school and his the only way he can deal with his guilt of being um a scatty child who was ended up in a comprehensive school is by being a bossy time lord like he's obsessed mm. with with keep being on time so that runs through the whole thing i have to be on time i've got 9 20 yes like over and over in <laughs> yeah, the beginning yeah. isn't it and it's a wonderful study i think into into the repressed britishness even if it realizes it is or it is or not it's a wonderful study into these assholes mm. who just make our lives miserable um mm. for no reason whatsoever because they all need therapy um but instead of getting therapy he just decided to get himself obsessed with punctuality mm. um so on a character level that's just really that obviously as a kid I just found it funny you know yeah. when you're a child you think it's really funny that his I just used to think it was so funny that his wife thinks he's having an affair with this woman it used to make me cry with laughter um, mm. <laughs> you've got it wrong he loves you um, <laughs> but he used to make me laugh a lot um, yeah I don't know it's just so funny I try to find more to say about it it's no, that's, a really, that's funny a really good point is to find something in it as an adult different from being a child I think that's a sign mm. of a lot of good comedies we talk about this in other stuff a lot of really good family films get that balance right and this isn't really a family film but get that balance right between jokes for the kids that you find really funny and then when you get up you go oh never noticed that before oh god like and 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 but all those little things for the adults that the kids don't get and i don't mean like rude stuff but like there's a few things we've done isn't it? like we did um like road to el dorado it's like an animated family film from about 2000 yeah, yeah. That film. and that's like there's, I remember watching that in the cinema when I was about 10, thinking really, it's really funny because they're sword fighting and they keep banging into each other and all that. And then when you're older, there's loads of jokes in there when you're adult, you're like, oh yeah, like they're, they're basically like they're trying to get laid. Like, <laughs> but you don't, but you don't realize it as a as a kid. Um, well, you shouldn't really if you if you do. Uh, you know, call someone. Um, but um, yeah, so I think that's a really good point, and that's always the mark of a good comedy if it's aged well because it's laid in that way. So I think that's I. I because I didn't see it as a as a kid, I couldn't comment on that. But I do think that's it's obviously clear that it's stood the test of time in your mind, which is good. Yeah, that scene that you spoke about where they're going in and out the doors and mm. it's all like really well timed. Yeah, that used to make me. I used to cry. I used to roll around. And obviously <laughs> now, as a child, that's really funny. As an adult, I'm like, oh, that's really skilled. Um, yeah, you know, so, they're so smart. Yeah. Who's timing this? Oh my god, the cameraman! This is amazing. It's like yeah, when, yeah. I, when I was a kid, I used to really like um, this Charlie Chaplin movie. Like uh, this was this Modern Life, Modern Times, um, Modern Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a and classic. It's it is. But as an adult, you're like, 
this guy's a genius. Oh, like, gotcha. He's a crazy dancer. <laughs> he's literally, his choreography and his movement is just out of this, it's out of this world. Um, but obviously when I was like, you know, younger, it was just a really farcical kind of nonsense, things falling over, mm. he's stepping on brooms, they're hitting him in his face, you know, and all this stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to grow up with something. Okay then, so we'll move on then to talking about things that we didn't like or that we would perhaps change about the film. Now, don't get the impression this is going to be a massive long segment, Alice, but uh, was there anything for you, anything you would change? Anything you for didn't me, like? For me, so there were just two things really that I picked up on. So, uh, one of them was just that some of the audio was a bit shit, like mm. some of the dubbing, uh, some of it was a bit out of sync, like you were hearing the words, you were seeing their mouth move and it was just, like it was bad, it didn't line up. Um, but that's not going to ruin a film for me. The other thing was that about maybe two-thirds of the way through, some of the pacing, I feel like, fell a little bit flat for me. I reckon it could have been maybe 10 minutes shorter, mm. maybe 10 or 15 minutes shorter. So the part really was after they'd driven into the field, and so you've got the whole sequence where obviously he gets really muddy and then he turns up at the monastery and then he gets changed. And from that sequence until he makes it to the place in Norwich, to the headmaster's guild or whatever it might be, that just felt really long. And I feel mm. like you could have knocked a few minutes off that and it would have had still the same impact. Mm. Um, but that was pretty much it, really. Like, I had a, I had a heck of a ride. <laughs> it was funny, <laughs> it was fun. Mm. And yeah, I thought it was pretty good, to be honest. What about you, Josh? Anything you didn't like or so, anything so you changed? I, the pacing thing was was in my notes as well, sort of maybe about, like you say, about an hour in. And it's only, it just, it feels like it loses its way for, for 10 minutes or so, mm. and, and it drops a little bit, but then it does pick back up towards the end. Other mm. than that, there's two points I've got. The first one, it's really fucking depressing to see how cheap fuel was when they're at the, <laughs> and they're at the petrol oh, station. Oh, oh, I missed and that. Like, how and much it's was like, it? It's, like, it's something, and then it's like 40p or something. Oh, and you're like, oh good God. old days, eh? <laughs> Christ. But even when you see stuff from 10 years ago, and it, they go past a petrol station, you're like, oh, God. And I know, you know, wages are different and all that, but... It's still Listen, depressing. Not much, it's four not weeks much ago, mate. Four weeks yeah. ago, I was <laughs> paying £1.20 for my petrol. They talk about 1986. <laughs> yeah. April. In April, my petrol was £1.40. Yeah. If that. So, um, so, yeah, it's times are tough. Time, times are <laughs> times times are changing. Times are changing. One of the only things I remember enjoying about COVID was because I still had to work. I could fill my car up for 30 quid. And I was like, this is great. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not great, but, you know. It was just beneficial <laughs> to me. This is um, going to last forever. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing was, so I was trying to wrap my brains of like, is there anything I would change about it? I suppose from my own point of view, I'd like to have seen maybe a little bit more exposition about why he was so organized. So you get a bit of discussion about, oh, he was he was scatterbrained and unorganized un when he was a kid. But perhaps maybe we could, I'm not saying as far as a flashback, but something mm. like something happened you know i was so organized to this point that this happened so then I, from there on i thought i'm gonna be organized unless i missed it i think unless i missed something oh but... i did yeah i always assumed it was because he was a messy kid yeah and yeah he was and, and then i added the fact that he was a bit chipping his felt shoulder about uh being ahead of a comprehensive but mm. actually you're absolutely right a bit of an origin story of it for him mm. would have been would have been really fun yeah. to explore i think yeah. i think the opportunity there as well would have been when he's trying to use that phone box and obviously his ex-girlfriend comes out and and starts talking to him when she joins the narrative because she knew him when he was young right yeah. when he was a kid or at least very, meant, very young i think they meant to have dated when they're quite like teenagers or something yeah so maybe that could have been the opportunity then because you're bringing in this character that knew him all those years yeah. ago maybe she could have said like oh do you remember when your dad beat the shit out of you because you were so messy <laughs> oh, or something do you know what i mean <laughs> and, she, and he's it's part of that trauma that he's dealing with is by being do you know what i mean maybe not saying that dark but <laughs> not, that, i think that would have been that that would have been the opportunity there, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something like that. But it, that was just from my own personal point of view. But you know me, Alice. I like a character story. Oh, it does, <laughs> don't you just? Don't you just? <laughs> but no, overall, no. I think I think overall, pretty positive stuff there. I'm pleased that it's not just me. Wouldn't it have been awful if so there's this really funny film and you'd be like, Athena, that's the most racist shit we've seen in our life. What are you <laughs> talking you pick about? something else, Yeah, like please? we can't. Uh, it's like, I, I was, say, I was really it... nervous watching it again. I was like, is it that funny? It was just a really yeah, is horrible... This is this going to be bad? Yeah. Was it, um, was it as about... funny? Was it as, was it as funny this time? Like, were you still laughing? It's still, yeah. I mean, now I'm jaded. I, you know, it's actually the first time I watched it since... Um, being a comedian, I've not seen it right. for years, um, mm. and nothing's as funny once you start 
being a comedian. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. It's just, it's yeah. like... Is very, anything funny yeah, anymore? Very, or have you ruined it? It's very, have you ruined comedy I've, for yourself? I've absolutely ruined comedy for myself. <laughs> oh, if no. I find something funny, it's I just blink. I don't even laugh yeah. anymore. No, I, <laughs> it's, like, it's not that bad, but it's it's definitely... <laughs> I see what they did there as opposed to that's funny. Oh, yeah, I see exactly. that was a nice callback. Mm. Mm. Become a scholar more than, oh. uh, more than an audience. Yeah. But you're, yeah. you're, just, you're around so much comedy. You yeah. kind of become very conditioned to it, sadly. Uh, but it was still as funny. Um, the, it, like I said, the escalation, everything, every five minutes, something goes wrong. And that's mm. a very big hit rate for... You don't really get that in comedies now. Now it's sort of gross-out comedies. There isn't much writing in movie comedies now, um, mm. as, as much as I'd like to see. Um, uh, uh, like something like A Fish Called Wonder, you just wouldn't get a movie like that now. And so Yeah, it's a lot of, more like dialogue or set-piece driven now, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah, uh, yeah, and just like... Or just like wacky characters. Um, mm. So it's, you know, just that whole... It, what's going to go wrong every five minutes... Mm. For an hour and a half, or however long it is, is really um, you don't. I just can't think of anything with that kind of hit rate. Um, mm. you, you can see in another life if this. I don't know why it isn't or why it didn't become a big hit at the time. But you could see in another life this being a classic along the lines of a fish called Wander or another like classic comedy. I, I don't know something like say American like Coming to America or something like that. You know, sometimes it does depend on. Was it in the right place at the right time? Did they get the marketing right? That sort of thing. And and perhaps in another life, they'd have put a bit more money behind well, this and it would have been a, a big hit. John Cleese needs to stop tweeting. You know, otherwise yeah. we're never, we're never <laughs> digging this one out, John. You know, you, you've got to stop tweeting. Otherwise, we're, we're, it's always just going to remain under that rock, uh, sadly. And this in this podcast will be the only place where it gets its flowers. But its flowers it shall get. Um, and, you know, whoever, if people want to come for me for it, they're more than welcome. Was the, was there anything that you didn't like about it? Or I think I mentioned it. Like you, you know, saw? it's very kind of it's it, the women are very squealy and mm. you know it doesn't have the best. I mean, it has a, a wonderful cast of, of of women and comedic actresses, you know, and all <laughs> that stuff. But it, it, yeah, it's very all movies and all British movies made in the seventeen eighties are just. You know, the women were just, to play, they just played women. <laughs> yeah. like you're me. a wife so, and you're yeah. a mother and that's it's, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they do have a lot of agency still and they move the story along, uh, which I do enjoy. And they are very much implicated in things go wrong for this dude, uh, which, which I enjoy too. But there's not a lot I would, um, you know, I've never looked. I mean, it's funny you say the origin story stuff because I'm like, yeah, I want to see this guy's parents. <laughs> a prequel. You know, I want, a I want to see the kind of oppression that he was. Yeah, right. I should write that. <laughs> I want to. I want to see the kind of oppression that he was living under to turn into this kind of man. Um, mm -hmm. Could do a whole farce out of that. <laughs> yeah, def definitely. So that's a that's that's probably I'm in agreement with all of all your comments, but certainly the origin story one that definitely. Okay then, so we'll move on then to having a little look at the critical reception before we have a decide whether it's underseen, underrated, where where are we going to put it? I've got a bit of an inkling. So how, how do you think it did, Alice? Critically, how do you think it did? What, what are we looking at? The scores, what are we looking at? Oh, interesting. So I'm trying to remember what Rat Race got, right? Because this reminds me a little bit of that. Not John just Cleese, because John, John Cleese, Cleese is in it. I mean, it's probably that a little bit, but... So I'm trying to remember, like, if the critics liked it and the audience didn't or if it was the other way around. I reckon... I reckon the critics probably did like it, right? So okay. I reckon we're probably looking at a mid-six. Okay. So I'm going to say a 6.4 slash 64%, and I reckon that's what it got, and that might be what I would give it. Right, okay. Okay, not bad, not bad. Athena, do you know? Have you looked at it? or do you No, have I haven't. Um, I've no idea, but I'd guess... Um, I think people would have liked it at mm. the time. I think it would have hit the spot. Let's say... Eight. Eight. Ooh, yeah. very generous. So, at the time of recording, IMDb gives it 6.6, .6, so 66%. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes give it exactly the same, which we don't get very often, Ooh. of 66%. But the critics give it 80%. Wow! So it was critically well-received. So that oh, averages wow. out at 70%, more or less, exactly. Oh, there yeah. you go. So said, what people are do thick. we think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think if you... It is very... Humour is very culturally specific, mm. which is kind of what mm. I was trying to say earlier. And it's if you're not into IMDb, is obviously it's very American and, and international mm. and whatever. Mm. So if you're not into British kind of oh having a laugh, love six and a half pandas and <laughs> all more TV or whatever, if you're not into all of that, you're going to really struggle. 
<laughs> I don't even know what that, I don't even know how that means, you know, all that hubba hubba nonsense. But if you, you know, it, it, you might struggle. To, and I think a lot of people would come to John Cleese thinking Monty Python, and that's mm. very mm. specific. I mean, I, I, it's very weird. I really like the Life of Brian, but I struggle with a lot of the other Monty Python stuff. It's quite mm. surreal. Like the mm. parrot's dead, right? I don't, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not surreal humor at all, although it has surreal bits in it. It's very mm. much kind of. It's very British, isn't it? Classic comedy. This is a joke, guys. It's undeniably a joke. And if you don't get it, it means you don't find it funny, but you definitely Mm. identify it as a joke. So if you're coming for, you know, Monty Python stuff, you know, it's not really there. Perhaps perhaps that's why the critics score it so high then, because I bet the critics score is probably pulled from the, well, it is pulled from the critics that reviewed it. And I bet the critics that reviewed it were predominantly British, because I can't Mm. imagine this particularly travelled over to the States. I can't see the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah, so ma- maybe that's why, but, so, so what do we think then, Alice? Is, is that, is it, well, so, is it underrated, is it underseen, is it both? What, what, what would you say? So I personally don't think it's underrated, mm. uh, but I would definitely say that it's underseen. Mm. I think you're a pretty good benchmark for me, and the fact that you hadn't <laughs> if seen... I've seen... If I've seen it or not. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You, listen, you've seen you've a lot of films, you've got no right? life, right? You just watch you, films, you loser. You've seen more films than I have, and because you hadn't seen it or heard of it, and I hadn't seen it or heard of it, I reckon it's probably a bit underseen, you know? Okay, okay. So I, I would say it's definitely underseen. Because I, okay, I'm not saying I, I'm the benchmark, but I haven't seen it and hadn't heard of it. But but I've not really heard it in conversations. Like Athena said, I've not really heard, heard it, it in mentioned. conversation before. It's never in any things. lists. Like mm. if you're talking about films of the 80s or whatever, mm. or like best British film, like you never see bet, it in and, any and of and those and lists. And I, and I bet if you went to someone on the street and said, name five John Cleese films. I bet a lot <laughs> of people we, As we're always doing. Yeah, always. Just approach, listen. You <laughs> Stop feeding that baby. Name five, John yeah. Cleese. Um, so I'd say it is underseen. But also, I'd say it's probably slightly underrated for me. Do you reckon? So I, yeah. I think it is. I think it's I think it's I think it's better than 70%, maybe in mid-70s mm. or just above. What about you, Athena? Um, from what you're saying, that sounds about right, actually, for the yeah. score. So the yeah. pe- punt is watch, get, you know, punt watch it, give it a six. Fair enough. I don't, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, and the critics watch it, give it a, I think if you're a critic and you understand films and comedy, it'd be hard to, it'd be hard for you to say this isn't a good film. Mm. Um, even, you know, e- we, even with the modern lens of kind of, you know, the modern progressive lens where we would do, might do things a bit different. Um, so I would say, I'm very, I was really surprised you hadn't heard of it, actually. Um, mm. But uh, uh, yeah, so under, under scene underseen it's probably it's probably respected as it should be but it's not seen as it should have been so there we go then we'll we'll we'll, we'll put it on there in there in the underseen and underrated vault which there isn't many films mm-hmm. in there who which fit both categories it's normally one or the other um Athena thank you very much for, for coming on and talking to us about clockwise thank you for having me it's been fantastic <laughs> um so where what can everyone who's listening look out for where where can we see your stuff yeah oh yeah wonderful so if this is going out in the next three weeks uh i'll be doing a host and a show called dms are open which is on four extra yes bbc radio yeah. Four extra i mm-hmm. should say um spelt without the e which is confusing because you'd expect to have the e because it's radio four no guys it's four extra for the youth <laughs> Um, so yeah, right, I think X yeah. Factor, but for extra, uh, but it, it's, it's also on <laughs> BBC Sounds, and you can listen to it repeats on Radio Four too. Um, and I do lots of bits and pieces, uh, you know. So I would just find me on Twitter or Instagram, say hello, um, and tell me about how awful I am amplifying the work of a racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what's the what is what's the premise of my dms are open like, what's uh, the deal oh yes it's an open submission um sketch show so if you are interested in writing comedy if this inspired you to to write comedy you can write sketches uh about anything that's happened either in that week or anything that resonates in the news so you can write about like politics if you want but you might want to talk about climate change or gen z stuff or you might want to talk about the cost of freddos and whatever you want um, <laughs> as long yeah as long as whatever your topic does make someone do that um, you can write a, 
<laughs> you can make a write a sketch in it. So it's a it's a succession to Newsjack you, you may be familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Newsjack was tied to the news cycle. Um, DMs are open is not because we're quite lazy and we don't like reading the news. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but also we want we want you to write sketches regardless of what your interests are really. Uh, so all the all the information is on the DMs are open at a website. And if you can't find that, you probably can't write a funny sketch. So I won't give you any more information. Um, <laughs> but DMs are open has a website on the BBC uh, radio website thingy. And you can um, follow them on Twitter as well. Yeah, follow you, them. As I do. Oh, bless. And uh, <laughs> like, I have like a link, I have like a link tree, you know, them link tree things. I've got one of them. So yeah, it's, yeah. that's in the bio of my social media handle. So you can find it through them too. But I would love for you to, what I will say is, it's so hard to get stuff on the show as it was so hard to get stuff on to Newsjack. It doesn't matter because it's, it's like exercise. So just sit down, write whatever you want to write, send it in. We read it all. And I genuinely, it, we love it all. We love reading everything. Mm. Um, so, you know, the more you write, the better you get. So please don't feel disheartened. Like, oh, I can't get anything on the show. No, the, yeah, is winning, the, battle, the battle is trying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like... just knock it out. Just have a go. Have a go. That's We want to get people writing, so. Well, thank you very much, Athena. So if everyone uh, wants to check out your stuff, what is your actual, what's your Twitter and Instagram handle? Um, it's Athena Kablenu, all one name, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Occasionally I'm on Facebook, but generally I'm on Twitter and Instagram. There we go. We'll make sure everyone will put links to all that in the episode description and we'll put some links out when this episode comes out. Thank you very much for joining us and thanks for for talking about Clockwise with us. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So there we go. Another episode in the bag, another film in the underseen and underrated vault. Thanks very much to Athena for coming on. Do make sure you check out uh, her stuff. Her DMs are open. Uh, It might finish before this goes out, but even if it does... Get on BBC Sounds and check it out because it's a great show. And as she said, it's not specific to the news. So it's still funny even if you've forgotten what happened in the news. There you um, go. Very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you'd like to suggest a film for us to do in the meantime, it's films in that pod at gmail.com. Other than that, we'll be back next week with another film. We're also on all your social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of them really, aren't we, Alice? Uh, we're all also on the television. We are. We're absolutely everywhere. We're on the local TV network every Friday from 6pm. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, the Liverpool, or the northeast of England, you find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. We're also on Sky Channel 195, and that's across the country. You lucky, lucky bastards. You are lucky. You, well, are you? I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to comment on your personal circumstances. All that remains to be said is thank you very much for listening. Thanks again to Athena for coming on. And uh, we'll see you next week. Cheerio. Bye. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.